Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. The wise men at their end no dark is bright. Because their words had fork no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Those were the first two stanzas of one of my favorite poems, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night by Dylan Thomas. I first heard this poem when the former president of Jamaica, Honorable Michael Manley, died in 1997. I was in Jamaica at the time and watched his homegoing celebration on television, where his granddaughter gave a passionate rendition of the poem. Most literary works are designed to get people to think about meaning. What does he mean when he says, do not go gentle into that good night? I love exploration of finding meaning through words. So I'm starting here with my love for words and poetry because words can be powerful. They can be used to heal and they can be used to hurt. And today, focusing on words. So let's unpack. A wonderful world of words. Here we go. So I am here with my brother, Ayaba Ivo Mendingo. He is a writer, an artist, a poet, an actor, and everything in between. <laughs> we go back decades. I mean, the poetry circuit in Connecticut was fire back in the day. And I remember we were doing this spoken word show and I was trying out a new piece. I was kind of nervous about it because I had just done a quick commit to memory on it. Um, and I was really nervous. I was shaking, actually. Um, and, and I could hear your voice just giving me those affirmations. Yes, sis. Yes, sis. And you had this big smile. You were snapping, you know, snapping me up. And I was like, wow, you must be okay then, you know. <laughs> I just I just had so much respect for you and your commitment to this craft. Could you please tell the listeners who you are and what you do? Hey, everybody. My name is Ayaba Ibo Mandingo, son of Antigua, West Indies. I am a griot, uh, a jelly. I tell stories. All those mediums you heard Sister Franchon just mentioned, I use all of them to tell our stories, new stories, continue our folklores, create new folklores. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. It's a pleasure to have you here today. My pleasure being here, sis. Always, always. All right. So I wanted to start our conversation off today by talking about our favorite words. We were talking about this, right? Um, mm -hmm. Mine is dilapidated. Um, and mm -hmm. I remember when I first heard the word or when I first saw it, I think I was in English class or something. And I was like dilapidated. It sounded like so intense and so like strong. I used mm -hmm. it like in everything I wrote. It did. They didn't have to be anything breaking down or anything, but I would try to find a way to put that word up in there anytime I got an opportunity. What's your favorite word? Um, juxtaposition. Hmm. And and for the same kind of reasons, I love I love the 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 melody of it and and the sort of the rhythm of it. Yeah. Um, I had a really cool teacher in in, uh, in middle school who said that um, we walked in and she said, "Hey, everybody, welcome to the effing class." And everybody was like, "What?" She said, "Well, this is an English class in words. 
words, I, I agree with using every word. And curse words, yeah. you can use them <laughs> if they make sense. And if there's no other word that you can use, and she held you to that. Oh, if you put wow. it in the she would bring you up and she'd go back and forth. And if you can't put a word, you failed the paper. Wow. But if you, if you, there was no other word. So she was the one that started saying juxtaposition all the time. And I was like, <laughs> of course you had to go first. You find out what it means. Right. And then yes. just the way she would say it is like, you almost have to stop to say that word. You can't, you can't run that. And like, you right. know, sometimes you could run over words. You yeah. have to stop and say juxtaposition. You have to say it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't just let that one fly by. No, I love that. So that's, that's my word. That's my word. That's great. That's In great. the English language, there, there are a lot of oh, African yes. words that are really awesome to say, just to say them. Give me one. But in what the English think? language, um, in, 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 the, in uh, Yoruba, mm-hmm. I, I love, I love Kilo Shele. Kilo mm-hmm. Shele is, is, how are you? What are you doing? Mm. Yeah. Nice. That sounds so sweet. You could probably yes. just say that to someone. They'd be falling yes. out and be like, whoa. He just, yes, yes. He just and, and that, me. That's what you get. When I, when I, uh, my, in South Africa, hearing the, the first time and hearing everybody there speaks at least 10 of the, the all the black languages and, and because they have to, right. English and Afrikaans are also in there. Right. When you hear them talking, as African people, mm-hmm. we you miss you realize that okay, so the years and the separation, the meaning of the word, but the melody of the word you hear, you can hear yourself doing that. And we do that as black people. We right. still take English and Benedict, especially with us as Caribbean people. Our pato, yeah, girl, why you I do don't they? Yeah, and always, that's like wow, that's music. And then right. and you hear when you hear when you figure out how the heck did we take our language and put English on top of it? Right. We literally just did that. We took right. our phonetic and mm-hmm. our sense and we put their English words. So it we say it with the same rhythm as the African tongues that we forgot. Mm-hmm. So that is a frustrating, beautiful, painful thing when you're in Africa and you hear the languages, you can hear your ear drifting right. towards them like it stops right before it gets to the part where you overstand. Right. Like, Ugh. Right. Yes. I know. I know exactly what you mean. Um, being, you know, traveling over to Ghana, I hear this and I'm just like, I, I don't know what they're saying all the time, yes. but I yes. do know what they're saying. You know, you hear the it's like, I like you know don't know, but I yeah, know yes, what man. you're saying. Yes. Yes, yes, I especially like us I in Ghana. Because yeah. that tweet, that tweet is so part of our. I mean, we came. This is the place that we came from, the Ghana. Yeah. And, and, and so a lot of the language, a lot of the stuff, you hear it, and it has this sort of almost memory jog thing. Yeah, it's like I know yeah. this. This is familiar, yes. right? Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Something in that in our DNA that yes. just keeps us connected. You know. Yeah, but I mean that's how juxtaposition works. Because I remember, yeah. I can remember the day when Mr. Billen said it, and I was <laughs> like, "Ooh, juxtaposition." See, teachers. See, yes. teachers. People yes, yes. always go back to that. Like you, you'll like hear athletes and celebrities and all these um, scholars. They'll be talking about. They'll be like, "There was a teacher that I yep. had in a grade." You know, like has that little bit of influence and impact. Mm-hmm. Teachers are really important in the mm-hmm. lives of like young minds right and teachers are not Absolutely. only you know those people that are sitting in the classroom in front of you i mean mm-hmm. these are like the elders in your family right yes. these are the these are your teachers these are your first teachers yes yes you know? yes 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 in your family and the people in the community yes mm-hmm. definitely yes 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 i agree i agree with that sis so i um you were talking we were talking about africa a bit and i I do a book study in one of my classes, my honors class. Um, um, we use Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achebe. And they, mm-hmm. you know, dives into Igbo culture. And I always tell students, you know, you have to dive in, understand 
the culture. And so when you're reading and you're reading words that are unfamiliar to you, you don't know what they mean, right? If you understand the culture, you understand the context, you understand mm-hmm. where all this came from, mm-hmm. you know, and just don't mm-hmm. judge this with, and you jump know. To the conclusion. Yeah. And jump to the conclusion. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, man. See, but that's the perfect book for me because for me, I and I, I, I call myself a, a voracious, avid reader. Mm-hmm. And, and I've never come across anything that tells our stories in so few words. Right. That book is less than 200 pages. Yeah. And it's, yep. it's, it's, it's scary how clear it is. Yeah, very clear. And how, and how this man who uses English as, as a second language mm-hmm. and, and writes this brilliant, 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 brilliant thing that is like timeless. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I think yeah. about, um, well, you know what? You've written some brilliant books that'll probably yeah. be timeless. I mean, we have them all. <laughs> I, you know, 41 <laughs> Times, the poetry. Yes, Talk yes, about full man. circle with that book, the first one, yes. right? Yes. I mean, I remember Amadou Diallo, right? February 4th, 1999. Mm-hmm. That was over 20 years ago. You know, here's a piece. This piece I took around has actually taken me around the entire planet Earth. Just a poem in writing. You know the stuff that they say black boys don't like to do, read books and write? My mother, my mother said I started reading at three. And I mean literally around the planet Earth I've gone with this poem. So I'll give it to you. It's my signature poem. It's called 41 Times. Take 41 bullets to quiet your fears. 41 times for your goosebump ears. 41 times I grew in your eyes. 41 times to shrink me to size. 41 times you thought you saw a gun. 41 times I didn't try to run. 41 times in big mouth Rudy Silicon say. 41 times a grand jury should lead the way. Listen, 41 times you still get paid leave. 41 times my mother will have to grieve. 41 spheres of your fear you hurled at me. 41 times my black skin was all you could see. 41 times to make you feel brave. 41 times I was a revenging slave. Some more 41 times some lynch mob from your past. Move like a spirit possessing your ass. 41 times you pulled out your rope. 41 times to strangle my throat. 41 times from four different cops. 41 times before one of you thought, stop! 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 I know it was it was born out of, you know, being influenced by what was going on and what happened at the time. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was it was a... Uh, the first thing was was that I was starting to I guess the word is is, is get a name in, in, the, in the poetry in the spoken the scene the spoken mm-hmm. word scene I was definitely starting to you know Ayaba the dude from Connecticut oh yeah you definitely were to resonate <laughs> yeah and so people people were asking you for product and, and a right. lot a lot of us were doing chapter books chat mm-hmm. books right which is you know and, and a lot of I mean, the reason for that is not only was there a nostalgic component to it another one of my words that I love yeah. but um 
because the, you know Amiri Baraka and Sonia Sanchez. I mean, I have I have Amiri Baraka's chat books, mm-hmm. and they're books that you can see they put together themselves. They stapled them, they folded them, right? And so there was this sort of an ode to the elders thing about that. So mm-hmm. I wanted to do one, and then Amadou gets murdered, and and now I know I need to do one, and I'm doing it. We get it together, and and I realizing that I'm I'm doing the pages, so I pick red pages, red to represent blood, but also because the name of the book was 41 times that I had my painting, yep. His Mother Cries on the front cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and putting that together, it was awesome watching, having people like hit me from Japan and telling me to have the book. Right. And realizing that the book was, was spreading and circulating in that way. That was really awesome. I think that was the first time for me really getting the, the, the notion that I could get my, I could actually reach everybody with my, with my words. Check out ObeyFoundation.org. Obey Foundation was established in 1998 to provide programs and support individuals and organizations committed to youth and community wellness. ObeyFoundation.org. There's a great line in Macbeth where um, one of the captain, the captain comes back from the it's in the very beginning. He's coming back to tell of the battle that happened. And he says, my gashes cry for help. I mean, I'm like, I stood there in, in the class one time and I was like, did you guys hear that? He said, my gashes cry for help. The personification of a gash crying. What does that look like? And these kids are like sitting on the side. I saw my wrestler and football player. They're sitting there they're like, Miss Bay is really liking this. <laughs> she likes this stuff. <laughs> this, they were like cracking up at me because they saw the excitement I had over these words. And I was just like, this is what I'm talking about, people. Usually I introduce myself at the top of the show, give you a little information about who I am. Well, I would consider myself a writer. Do you consider yourself a writer? You know, when people are like, yo, you're a writer, or you're a poet. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, Tony Morrison's a writer. Right. I don't know. Yeah, you know what but I'm saying? Think, Ted Jones yeah, is a poet. It's, yeah, it's like it's the title to, to accept it's, that title. Yes, Woo! I know. I know. But it's 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 kind of bestowed upon you. Right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because of the nature of what you do and how you do it and how you work with it. It's the mechanic that works with the tools and knows how to fix a carburetor becomes, yes, you are a mechanic. You are a master at that. You know how to use these, put all these letters together to form these words to create personification, alliteration, Mm -hmm. illusions, Mm -hmm. all these Mm -hmm. things inside of what you say. I'm 100% sure that my ancestors helped me write those things. Because I I just, sometimes I'll finish, you know, and you do it because as you're a writer, Mm -hmm. you'll be writing, you have this stream of consciousness when you come back to yourself, for lack of a better way of putting it, and you look at what you wrote. All you can do is laugh because you're like, I am not that clever. I am not this clever. I'm I'm not this clever. Where did that come from? I'm not this clever. You know, the rhyme scheme of it, the rhythm of it, the the perfectness of the sentence. You're like, nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not this clever. (laughs) I'm glad that I get to take credit for it, but I'm always reminded of that. I'm always, always reminded of of that when I come upon upon a piece. My youngest daughter and I recently read the book, The Mysterious Adventures of Edward Tulane, and in it, Arthur Kate D. Camillo says, the door yawned open. I mean, wow. We both looked at that line. 
for so long. We couldn't stop talking about it. We said it over and over again, out loud. We closed our eyes and just imagined what that door must have felt like, yawning. We examined, why why would the author have used yawn? She could have just had the door open and it creaked, right? Or or whatever. It, it was, what does it take to yawn? What's that sound? I mean, we were wrapped up in the phrase. Check out drumsforlife.org. Hands-on healing. James mm-hmm. Lipton in the actor's studio, he would ask these 10 questions to people loved at the him. very end. I loved him too. He crossed. Loved him. Loved him. Yeah. Bless his heart. Bless yeah. his heart. Loved him. Magical, magical cat. I know. He was a great, yeah. great interviewer. Yeah. Just, just, just gentle and kind. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, the, and the talent, and the talent scene. If you were talented, you could have six yeah. eyes and three noses. You came on his show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So I'm going to ask you these questions. And I want you to tell me. I want you to respond. Okay. What is your favorite word? My favorite word is juxtaposition. (laughs) Yes. What is your least favorite word? Race. What turns you on? African woman. What turns you off? Hiding African features. What sound or noise do you love? Any one of my children, even now that the oldest is 30, saying daddy. Daddy, yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Sirens. What's your favorite curse word? Bumboclad. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Professional athlete. What profession would you not like to do? Politician. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You want to go back again? <laughs> Thank you so much, Ayama. My pleasure. My pleasure, sister. My pleasure. Thank you. That was awesome. That was my smile for the day, so I thank you for that. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you um, so much. You know, I really appreciate you for just participating in this, um, in my podcast today. I really appreciate you taking the time out and, and meeting with me and just gracing the show. Thank you so much Thank you, for being darling. here. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Love to the family and love to you. Love you too. All right, sister. Be good. Peace. All right, peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Unpacking, music from an open source and at Nile Waves. Editing by me. Like this podcast. Make it your favorite. Subscribe. Unpacking with I Am Franchone, giving you something to think about. And locate me on podcast platforms everywhere. 
check out Franchone.com or on IG at I am Franchone.